Tandem Nomads episode 286. I think what explains that my business has so rapidly grown into a multiple five figures business in just a couple of months is that I have cracked the code between following my intuition, this very yin feminine energy and the structure, the more young masculine energy. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business that is aligned with your lifestyle and your needs. This is your host, Emel Teregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. In this show, I love to bring to you inspiring stories that can help you in your journey as well find the push that you might need sometimes to be able to grow in your own journey. I believe that stories can be wonderful. And a lot of stories are also about choices. So I'm really excited to bring to you a guest here who's going to share with you her fascinating journey of growing her business and having some amazing results in just a few months. So I'm really excited to bring to you a great friend of mine, Christina Pop. Christina, are you ready for this ride? Yes, let's do this. I'm so excited to have you here, Christina. So Nomad Nation, just in a few words, Christina is a coach since 10 years and has been living across seven countries while growing her business, but also her family. And she has built two coaching businesses in two different countries, one of them while raising her two young children. She believes that women can thrive in their businesses without sacrificing their health and their time and their connection with their loved ones. And she's on a mission to help her clients do that for themselves. So I'm really excited to share your journey here, Christina. Before we get into some of the learnings that you've had on your journey, can you tell us a little bit more about that journey that you've been on since you started becoming a coach and how you've become a mother and how that has impacted your business and where we are today. So I'm so excited to be with you, Amel. We have talked about this podcast, I think a while ago, right? I was <laughs> just after I gave birth to my first child. Now it, I, I remember, right? <laughs> yeah. And I told you, let's wait a little bit. And then <laughs> I'm so excited. We are finally doing this. So yes, I became a coach 10 years ago at a time where coaching was really not a career. I remember going into, you know, networking events and parties and people would ask me, so what sport are you coaching? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I remember that, right? <laughs> yeah. So I believe that, you know, coaching was something that will change people's lives because it changed mine. And that's why I wanted to do this, to grow my own business and to help other people transform their lives through coaching. So I have grown my first business in Austria, where we met in Vienna mm -hmm. 10 years ago, nine years ago. Yeah, I think that I, I started. And then after that, I had my children. We moved to a couple of countries on different continents and I had my children and I have never stopped to be a coach, but I stopped working directly with clients for a while and I have worked on other projects that were very meaningful for me while I was having my children that combined actually and that brought me to neuroscience because that was for me this curiosity to understand how my children were developing and how you know the brain was developing how they were learning and that brought me to neuroscience and continue to learn a lot 
And then when they were a little bit older, I decided to go back to what I really enjoyed in my work. And I think that motherhood has informed my coaching and I became an even better coach after I <laughs> went through this motherhood journey. Um, and I created my second coaching business in Switzerland where we live and where we decided to live. Yeah, that's amazing. So can you tell us a bit more about, you know, some of the choices you made when you decided to focus on your children, right? Can you take us more through that path? Because I know that a lot of our listeners are also mothers and young mothers who are always torn between, oh my God, I really want my career to keep going, but I also want to be a present mom and be there for my children. And I know that that was also a decision you made right to to really focus on the development of your kids and so can you take us more through that process of what you actually did to be able to not only focus on your children and you also went through so many challenges and I'm going to let you share those that you want to share along the way but how did you keep finding the energy and the time to still keep growing in that journey and work on your business even if it was not always on the front line of your choices I think the choice I made It's not the only choice you have as a mother. For me, it was important at that time to have my first child as a priority. And at the beginning, I didn't know for how long. It was just what I wanted to do at that time. And it's not the only choice. What I want the other mothers and women to know, it's not the only choice. I, If I had the tools I have now, I would have probably made a different choice because I, I was already a coach. I had many tools, but what I have now... <laughs> <laughs> would have made things more doable, but I have no regret for the choice I've done. And that's because I never thought that this will kind of distance me from my work as a coach. I didn't see it as a break. I didn't see it as doing something else. I saw it as a process, as an ongoing journey. And I knew that this learning experience, this motherhood journey that felt like a tsunami at that time <laughs> will for sure make me grow in a more powerful and more skillful coach. Because what I have learned with my kids, I mean, <laughs> that was so powerful. And yeah. I think that through, you know, what I have worked through as a mother brought me to the coaching style I'm using right now in my coaching process. That's what brought me to mindset coaching. And that also made me integrate all the tools I have and to come to this holistic coaching I have developed. And to answer your other question, you asked me how I found time and energy to continue mm -hmm. working. Yeah. I think it's it just grew organically. The um, When they were young, I made the choice to... I had a blog on motherhood and child development, alternative education style like Montessori and Steiner. And so I was very passionate about that project too. I co-written a, a book. I have written several articles in magazines and online magazines. And, and that was also part of this journey of understanding how human brain works, understanding how we learn, how we develop, and also as a mother, what tools we need to implement so that we can, you know, grow and enjoy this journey, basically. So what you said when you started that I want to highlight is the choice I made is not the only choice to be made, right? 
every person can make a different choice. And I like that you highlighted that because I think it's important to start with that for those who are listening who might have made other choices. But I also love how, and by the way, I remember inviting you on the podcast over many years ago when I had barely started. And I actually, years later, I developed a course called the Business Idea Accelerator. And I remember that I had featured you in that course <laughs> yeah. because I just loved that while you knew where your priorities were, you will still building the stepping stones for you to get to that career when you're ready for it or to get to go back to your coaching business for when you're ready to be fully focused on it. But in the meantime, you've still worked on your own personal development and your professional development. And remember, you took a lot of trainings, you got more certifications, you got more. And you've been reading, I don't know how many thousands of books about <laughs> personal development, about children, about all of that. And you've started blogging about it by blogging. Just the idea of blogging was giving you, I remember we're exchanging a lot on that, some of the skills of how to develop your online tools, your online marketing. So even if at the end you were not selling anything, you were developing all those skills and knowledge passively in, and that's between quote air yeah. quote passively um like not trying to make revenue but rather being consistent with those efforts so that when you're ready you already have all those assets to have a much faster growth when you're ready to be fully focused on that and I think that's for me one of the biggest things that I loved about your journey and watching you grow is that you were doing the things without putting pressure on making revenue and money but you're really keeping your ultimate goal, which is your career and your own financial independence in check while making sure that you don't give up on your biggest priority at the time, which was your children. So do you agree with that? Or if I'm incorrect, correct me or just, you know, no, whatever I, you want to add to that, <laughs> feel free. I totally agree with you. And I remember how we talked about that through the years, right? And I think it comes from the fact that I found my purpose as a coach before I had my children. So for me, mm -hmm. there was no doubt that I will go back to growing uh, my coaching business. There was no doubt I would go back to my clients. And by the way, it's interesting because I work right now with three clients that were among my first clients 10 mm -hmm. years ago. And yeah. so it's just the continuity of that. Oh, there was a time where my priority shifted, but at the same time, I never stopped being a coach. And so yeah. everything I have learned, all my experience were just, it's more like fertile soil for growing the seeds. It's like, I like this image. It's like, it has been like winter time, you know, like going inwards, focusing on other priorities, seeing my children grow. That has been one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And then the seeds of coaching They were maybe a little bit dormant, like, you know, the seeds during winter time. And then the spring came and that was just sprouting and blooming. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because I was very clear to me that I'm a coach and that's what I do. And that's yeah. who I am. And that was just winter time. Yeah, I always felt like you had that clarity for sure. One of the things that I really want to make sure that we bring out, if that's okay for you, Christina, the way we talk about it, it feels like it was such a peaceful journey and so <laughs> like flowery and beautiful, but I know that it was not a straight path forward. It was a crazy time. winter. <laughs> so yes, so before we get to what happened next, could you please tell us more about some of the challenges you've been through through that time? despite the fact that you managed to keep up and to 
do all the things you've done in your business, but also for your family. What are the challenges you struggled with during that whole time? Yeah, there were a couple of winter storms, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And I mentioned at the beginning, I said motherhood was felt like a tsunami for me because my experience was so, that was something very intense Mm -hmm. when I had my first child and to figure out (laughs) how this thing how motherhood motherhood works and how uh how to take care of um of a little person and to and i i had yeah i i had so many things i wanted to do right <laughs> i think that was that's mm-hmm. what got me into trouble in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, it has been also for me to to understand and to accept imperfection that was mm-hmm. such a great learning experience and that also today informs the way I approach coaching because many of my clients are perfectionists and I was one too. Um, and so that, that showed up in motherhood. Would you and, give an example of something like more tangible to understand a little bit that struggle? Yeah, that was breastfeeding, for example. Mm-hmm. That was something I didn't know I wanted to do. But when I had my daughter, I, it became very clear I want to breastfeed. But it didn't work the way I read in the books. <laughs> it didn't work the way my midwife explained. <laughs> and so I had to to find all my resources and all my creative ideas to make this work for us. Yeah, and in the end, I, I breastfed for a long term. But... I had to learn to give up perfection, to give up that I knew how how I I can I can breastfeed because I had just had to learn and go through that learning process. Mm-hmm. So that's one that's one example. Um, and remember, it was very hard for you. I mean, we like I know how hard it is from your experience, my friend's experience, how hard it is just that act of giving milk to a baby a mother is supposed to feed the baby and when it doesn't go correctly I can't even imagine the pain and the sorrow that goes with it feeling like a failure because we can't do that minimum bare minimum with what a mother is supposed to do right accordingly to whatever things we hear around right about about breastfeeding there was the importance of that for me and also we were about to move to China and Mm -hmm. there was a whole also background around you know milk supply and what was available yeah. and so that was added for me an, an extra layer of um, pressure that I I put on myself but yeah I think beyond all that it was this journey that to me for me to accept that things don't go the way I expected them to go but when I found my resources I will like, be able to create an even greater experience and I think that was always for me to to ask myself the question, how is this happening for me? Like life mm-hmm. is not against me, for sure. That's something I truly believe. I always believe into, and always ask the question, even when it's hard. How is this happening for me? Right. I love that. I love that. And you said one thing at the beginning. You're saying, if I had to do things differently with the tools I have today, I would have done certain things differently. Could you give us an example of that? What would you do differently? What are the tools that you have today that would have helped you and how? Yeah, I was referring to the mindset tools that I have now mm-hmm. um, and having learned the skills of self-coaching. I think mm-hmm. what I have missed at that time, because I didn't have these the tools, the mindset tools I have now to self-coach myself. 
And I would have probably managed to have more mental space and more physical energy to continue, maybe maybe to continue uh, working with clients. But at the same time, um, so I would probably organize it differently with the with the mindset tools I have right now. But at the same time, now that you ask me this, I'm thinking maybe that winter time was necessary. Exactly. You know, maybe that was perfect the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no regrets to have for sure. Yeah, because um, regret is a choice, right? Regret is exactly. just a choice we make to think a thought that my experience today have been different if I had done differently in the past. But mm-hmm. I choose to think that was the perfect decision. I could have done maybe differently, but it was perfect just the way it was. And it was good enough just the way it was. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And we'll talk a bit more about those tools in a bit. Uh, and actually, I'm sure that's going to come up in the next phase. I know that you've always had that plan. We've known each other for many years and you've always kept your coaching goal in check. And and honestly, one of the things we did not talk about is the late night that you had because, you know, that was the only moment you could blog and also the support system you had to build with your husband to make sure that you also have the time for yourself. I think this is all things we might talk about more about, but I think that's important also to bring out that you put some effort into it, right? You you did you did commit. For me, it's not about hard work. It's about committing to yourself. And you did commit to yourself that, and ultimately the goal was to come back to coaching. But I think that journey was accelerated a bit faster. So could you tell us a little bit about that, how you actually got to suddenly get back to coaching much faster than planned and what happened during that journey? And tell us more about that transition, that quick, fast paced transition you recently had. We moved to Switzerland three years ago. And we decided mm-hmm. we want to stay here. Uh, I think we lived in total in seven years, in seven different countries in a very short period of time. Uh, it was, I don't know how many years, six years. Yeah. And then we, we we arrived in Switzerland and we decided we wanted to stay here. At that time, my second child was, when we moved here, he was six months. So when we decided um, he was two. So I I knew I'm gonna I'm I'm going to build my coaching business in Switzerland and because we have decided to stay on a local uh, contract that was also for me the, the opportunity to to work um, at least part time in my in my coaching business but then it turned out that I you know with the time I realized I needed more time and so you asked me about the systems we put in place so I. My husband is, um, he is very committed to me doing the work I love. He always worked out with me so that we can, you know, um, share equally the childcare and all the housework, everything so that I have enough time and space in my coaching business. And in the beginning of this year where I was uh, getting certified with the life coach school, um, he became the main caregiver in our family so that I can work in my business and do mm-hmm. the certification at the same time. So I think because we are such a good team together, that's why we both get to do what we love in our work and to have this family together. Yeah. I think you said something big here that seems like so small when we just hear it, but I want to highlight it is when you said he became the main caregiver 
And I think this is something that this switch of roles, like as mothers, often they are the caregivers. We often hear about the main breadwinner, but not necessarily about the main caregiver. And I think this is a big (laughs) difference that we should really highlight. And as important as the main breadwinner, I think the main caregiver has a huge role. I often talk on the podcast about, you know, the the invisible workload of a lot of women in the, our society and having more and men who actually take on that main caregiver role, even if they're the breadwinner is important so that women can then step into their other roles and their special zone of genius and start coming out and offering their special skills to the world, right? And building their businesses or even their careers. And I think this is something huge for me that's it's a big shift that's happening and I see more and more, which is great. And I think there's more efforts to do, obviously. But is there anything you can share with those who want to have that support system at home, to have the partner support and become a caregiver so that you could focus full-time on developing your your coaching certificates and all the other tools you needed to develop to launch your business? Yes, absolutely. I think there, there was for us a point, a transition point where um, he was the the breadwinner and the main caregiver mm-hmm. which is rare usually is i cannot give up on caregiving because my partner is the breadwinner right and this yeah. is often the excuse and the choice as well that we make but i think we had a common goal mm-hmm. right to to live in switzerland and to both be able to do the the work we love so that became our common goal mm-hmm. we we wanted to work as a team and see how we can make this work out together because we don't have family that can support us here. So that was for us the only choice we wanted to make because we didn't want it to to build a, immediately a baby babysitting support. We, even now we, we do have that, but at the beginning we didn't want it to do that. So that the question became, how can we make this work? Um, and I think that because we are both committed to, to the partner's development and growth, so I'm committed to his growth and he's committed to my growth. And so we have a common goal. So things can only work out. But I think you you cannot make someone do something they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, now if we think about mindset work, the external things, yeah, the circumstances. And what creates our results are not the circumstances. Of course, it's interesting to have... Um, support system in place but what creates your result ultimately it's our thoughts mm-hmm. and our emotions mm-hmm. and so that for me it also also my work was to work on my own thoughts and emotions and to be willing to embrace all the emotions that come with um with entrepreneurship mm-hmm. all what we call the negative emotion which is basically you know unpleasant emotions in the body but they are so necessary when you are on an entrepreneurship journey because it's it's part of you know broker CEO talks about the 50 50 of life Mm -hmm. and it's the 50 percent positive and the 50 percent negative and they are necessary to the human existence like the discomfort the fear the anxiety the inadequacy it's just human emotions that are part of the deal and nothing's gone wrong. So for me, that was also in this journey, the learning of allowing and embracing these emotions because they are just there. And that's mm-hmm. that's how life works. I love that. I love that. And we 
talking about choice, I think that it's also about learning how to choose the thoughts that actually serve us. And that's also a lot what Brooke Castillo teaches through the life school that you were mentioning. Can you tell us a little bit about the process that you've been through to choose the right thoughts that serve you and help you actually fully suddenly focus on your business? Tell me if if I'm wrong. What I understand is that you were in Zurich and you decided to live there and stay there and not move anymore. But for that reason, you needed an extra income. And, and that's why suddenly you had the push that you needed to be able to fully focus on your business. Is that correct or, or is that wrong? I started growing my business before that. Yeah. But the fact that we decided to stay in Zurich became the accelerator for growing my business at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to find a way to try out things and and fail, learn how to fail, because mm -hmm. failure is just uh, also part of the journey of the entrepreneurship journey and try out things so that I can create my business um, faster than what I have planned. So at the beginning, I thought, yeah, I will give myself two years to, to grow that. And in the, in the, in the end, I, I arrived to a multiple five figures business in just a couple of months. That's and <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was so interesting, the process I went through. And I think that's, that's when I, it's not just the mindset. It's just what I was telling you about is cracking the code between this balance between yin and yang energy yin energy is a more it's our intuition our creativity it's um more in the being it's a very feminine energy although it's not just for women mm. all genders exactly. can have yin energy that's why i like to uh, call it more yin instead of feminine but it's it's more like a feminine side and and for me was to learn how to be open to my intuition and lead my business from intuition. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, have this more young masculine energy that, and the young energy is a very structured energy. And so I needed both. And it's also the young energy is more like a mindset work, but I needed to have both mm -hmm. to be able to know exactly what I had to do. What was my next step? Uh, to be willing to fail if that, that didn't work and to take very aligned and precise action. I think that's what, what made me grow this, I love that. I my business. It's so important to, I, I keep talking about this on the podcast in the last episodes, almost every episode I think lately has been about intuition and the importance to find that balance, you know, between listening to our intuition, getting inspiration, outside inspiration, but ultimately looking inwards when making our decisions and looking how it feels in our body. And for that, we need to put aside our doubts, our, our fears. We need to really have like tune into that pure energy right that we have in us that sometimes lasts only a few seconds before the doubts kick in and the fears kick in so I want, can you share with us any tips that you might have or things that you use to be able to quiet the mind in the times of turmoil and tune into that intuition yeah i think that's when the both are important it's yin and yang mm -hmm. because i think the mindset tools are more young more into the brain they're very important to to make 
to make the choice between what are the useful thoughts and the not so useful thoughts mm -hmm. and to clear up the brain and to do all this thought work. I think that's very important. And for me, that's what helped me. This mindset work helped me to be more in tune with my intuition because mm -hmm. that helped me quiet the mind and take all the bullshit out <laughs> and then just, you know, be able to be open and more receiving the, my intuition, my creativity, all this yin energy. Mm -hmm. And I think the one of the things I I try to do is always to, and I, I was I had a post um, a post on Instagram yesterday about that. It's very important to make the difference between intuition and fear, because mm -hmm. fear is an emotion. It comes from a thought, so it comes from the brain, but intuition. It's something that you usually just know. It's something that it's, it's a knowing, it's an inner knowing and it's rapid, like a flash. And you just know it's, there is a lot of clarity in intuition and in fear, there is a lot of spinning, a lot of doubt, a lot of, you know, in my head, spinning mm -hmm. thoughts. And for me, it's always asking the question once I have, to, I clear my brain is, like, what is the next step? And then when the, the response is very expanding and growing and light and open, that's by intuition. Mm -hmm. But when it's contracting and spinning and avoiding something, that's the fear. Yeah, I love that. And so now that I have come to a place where I'm going to intuition first, then it's, uh, it's just very, very fast. Things are going very fast because I know what I have to do, what I need to do, what's the next step. And then it's just getting my brain and my mind on board with the plan and creating the structure yeah. for that. I think both are important. Yeah, that's the yin and yang come from, comes from the Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine. And it's about having both, having the balance of both. Structure is important, but also the being in the um in the creativity in the intuition in this young yin energy is important too yeah and there's one area where um i think you have a lot of expertise and knowledge that i loved watching you um do throughout these years is actually tuning into your body as well and knowing your body and I know that, you know, I'm all about helping people align their businesses with their lifestyle, but the more I grow as a woman as well, and we've been talking together about this, the more I realize for those, for women particularly, but I guess men as well, maybe it's about also aligning our business with our body and aligning our business with our nature. And one of the things that we don't talk about, for instance, is as women, we're cyclic and as men, we're linear. So I would love to hear your input in that. Like, how have you managed your business considering as well your body, your cycle, and like like the nature of who you are as well? Yes, I think I see this coming more and more. And um, I think it's, it's important to acknowledge that, that we have a body. We are mm -hmm. not just a brain in a, mm -hmm. in a bottle. We have a body. It's this vehicle that we have. And that's 
very important too. And it's also where we, many people feel their intuition in their body, not all of them, but many people feel it in their bodies. So the more we are in, in tune and in contact with our bodies, the more we, we can access that intuition. Yes, as women, we have a cycle. We, that is what we call the moon cycle, more in line with how the moon um, evolves, how our earth evolves, because we have, earth is also cyclical, mm -hmm. yeah? We have seasons. Nature has a cycle too. And as women, we do know that deeply inside. And I think that's, it's very powerful when we can bring that into our businesses. And it's interesting, you said men also need mm -hmm. time to rest, right? Mm -hmm. It's all genders. It's, it's a, it's this yin all and yang. Genders. I love that you say that too. <laughs> it's all, it's this yin and yang that is in each of us, no matter how we have been, um, you know, programmed into what how we have been programmed into, but we all have this yin and yang and we all need to follow this flow. Um, and we can have it. Yes, we can have it in our, we, in our business and respect our body. And when it's time to rest, when it's time to, when it's this inner winter that we have as women, um, when we are bleeding, then it's it's important to give time to rest. And when we are in, you know, in a in an inner spring and in an inner summer and inner autumn, we have different energies, and our business can reflect that. We, it's interesting because many many entrepreneurs they have quit a corporate world and companies to do the, their business their own way. Mm -hmm. But we end up creating just a miniature of, <laughs> of the employment uh, mindset and, and lifestyle. And we don't have to. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, we can, but we can also create it in a different way so that it can reflect our own energetic cycle, our own needs. Mm, I love that. I think this is really important. Just being aware that we have the choice. Like we have the choice to run our businesses as we want. And one of the things that we could choose to do is also adapt our business to our body on top of our lifestyle. I think this is just that awareness for me is just a huge first step to be able to, to yeah. align, to live in an alignment. Yes, absolutely. That's something I have been working with um women entrepreneurs I'm coaching to to find their own way to schedule in their own way their time and to find what works for them from an energetic point of view from um, you know the structure that works for them mm, I love that yeah so before we end I love that this whole theme of choice has kept coming up throughout your own journey, throughout your tips. And so to wrap up today, is there anything you'd like to add on this whole idea of, you know, being aware of our choices and then making the choices that actually serve us? Is there anything you want to add to that before we end today? I think if I look back at to my journey, what many times it felt like I didn't have a choice, mm -hmm. but I think when I was able to flip my mind and see what's the choice here, ask myself, what's the choice here? If I had a choice, what would I do? And to understand that I always had one, I always had a choice, even in very extreme situations. I think for me, at least I was, you know, 
at any point, I had the choice of my thoughts and my emotions mm -hmm. in any circumstance. And I think that has been a very powerful um, place for me to be in, to understand that I have, I have the power to choose my thoughts and feelings. And that's what creates my, my life experience. That's what creates my results. Our results are not created by the circumstances and not created by our actions. They are created by our thoughts and feelings. And that's, that's what I think was very powerful for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's been amazing to hear your story. So before we say goodbye, where is the best place to find you and what's happening in your work right now that you want to share? The best place to find me, uh, I have a website and, um, and an Instagram page and I will have a podcast coming out nice. at the end of the year or beginning of the new year. Let's see. Nice. So yeah, there is, there is a website, www christina without an h pop.com okay. and an instagram page uh christina dot thrive because thrive is the name of my company all right wonderful so i will share all these resources in the show notes of this episode nomad nation go to tandemnomads.com slash 286 well, thank you so much, Christina. This was wonderful to have this chat with you and share your journey. It's been wonderful to also watch you grow in your own journey. So keep rocking and I know you'll be going really far ahead moving forward. Thank you, Amel. It was so lovely to talk to you today and also for me to see you growing since <laughs> we were both of us in, in Vienna wow, many years okay. ago yeah. and the journeys we had and to um, come together and talk about that today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, you're my pleasure. It's been wonderful. So Nomad Nation, hope you find a lot of inspiration from this wonderful story of Christina. If you have any feedback, you know where to reach me, either by email, on the website, or Instagram. Share your journey as well. And uh, I can't wait to meet you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.